When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and thanks for downloading and subscribing to That Nerd Dad Podcast. I am That Nerd Dad, Joe Williamson. How are you? How are you doing? I'm well, thanks for asking. Uh, we got a guest today. We got Dean Blundell is back. Dean Blundell hasn't been around much these parts. Uh, he has been busy transforming DeanBlundell.com into Cryer Media. Uh, we start with that. We talk about his business in Portugal right now. And then we end on Trump, and uh, Dean is fired up, <laughs> so stay tuned for that. As always, I want to thank you for uh, being here, and uh, let's let's throw to Dean. Today, my guest is a distracted Dean Blundell. Dean Blundell, you're I was back. On the phone. You have I was that on the phone. nerd dad on your, on your thing. Yeah, I was on the phone. I would, dude, I was just on the phone, like uh, trying to send a last second text. And you're like, we're going to record. And then I got the countdown and I realized I was still on the phone. So that's just literally just what happened. I don't care. That's why I'm distracted. That's why. What was, what was the text? Important? Uh, yeah, it's a text to um, a business associate. Okay. Um, and the text is about a phone call that we're going to have later on. Did, did you want me to air out the business of Cryer Media? I don't care. Thing? It's up to you. Yeah. Meeting we're having at 12 after another meeting. So meeting at 12, then another meeting at one saying, I've got a meeting at 12. So I'll be late for the one o'clock. Okay. I'm that guy. Like You're that guy now. Y- yeah. Like I was never that guy before. I'm like, I don't Cause I hate meetings. Like I really hate meetings. I'm, I'm that person. Like you'll watch for two seconds. C-SPAN, right? Like the, the, the government <laughs> channel. Like you'll swing by it when you're looking for something to look at and you see all these people sitting around having a meeting in, in, in government chambers and it lasts hours, maybe days. And I'm like, that gives me major anxiety. Meetings in general give me anxiety. When I see meetings happen on mass where you're like stuck in them, which is why I'll never run for office because it's just one big stupid meeting with a whole bunch of idiots. Uh, I will never do that ever. How do you think they get along these days in terms of the attention span? Because they, everybody's attention span is 30 seconds or less. I think it's like eight, actually. How do you think like they're not immune to it? They're the ones making the decisions. Well, <clears throat> see, here's the thing. There are different kinds of meetings. Meeting if you're with the government is just meeting with like minded criminals trying to screw over a taxpayer. So like, you know, those none of those people have values or morals. So they'll sit through those meetings if it means that they can get the downstroke and some money out of taxpayers. So there's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got an executive relationship that uh, is going to give me like a hundred million dollars if I just sit through this policy meeting. And if I if I if I vote yes for this thing, so I'll just sit. So there's vested interest for politicians when it comes to people in business. It depends on what you're uh, and you, you're in meetings all day because you've got a day job. you got this job. you got lots of meetings with us you got lots of meetings with your day job all that other stuff and it's like those meetings are just able to be bared like to me that that like any meeting that i have to have if someone's like hey you know you want to jump on at 12 o'clock i always like i get this like streak of sweat that pours down my back where i'm like what kind of commitment are we talking about are we talking about like a full-on hour is it 15 
now I'm at the point where I'm like, if we can save meeting and you can just send me an email, I would appreciate that. I've started to say that to people because there's no vested interest in these meetings for me, generally speaking. Like well, what, if I'm not excited, if it's not entertaining, if it doesn't make us money, if it doesn't push the, the, the rabbit down the hole, then I'm not interested in the meeting. I'm very selfish about my time because I, I can't get more time. I can get more things, but I can't get more time. So when someone wastes time in a meeting, I am like apoplectic. There are meetings where I have sat, sat in the middle of the meeting and I started to sweat and I'm like, guys, I got to leave. And they're like, why? I'm like, because I hate this. It's a pointless meeting. Now we're just talking about our kids. Like, why? Why are we here? We're here to get to know each other. I don't think we are. Maybe actually now that I'm talking about it, I'm a bit of an asshole. <laughs> I think those are called like uh, team building exercises there. Yeah, team. no. Yeah, no, no. With our team, I'll stay on those phone calls. It's with other people. I'm not interested in those calls. I, I the, the thing that kills me so much is when you're like, hey, we need you on this call. And then you don't say anything for 30 minutes. And you're like, you didn't need me on this call. Yeah, nothing. That's the thing. I'd really like you to be on this call. And I'm like, I had one of those the other day. I really want you on this call. And I'm like, dude, it's like an hour. Yeah, but I just need you to hear what this person says. And I'm like, why? Why can't you just cold notes it for me? You just send me an email. And you know what the person said? Well, that's extra work for me. And I'm like, so you'll inconvenience me for an hour because you don't want to write a fucking summary? Are you serious? Are you allowed to swear on your show? I forget. Yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. All right. All right thank you. <laughs> now I'm all in. There we go. <clears throat> so that's like, those are my issues now in the adult world. Like you come from the radio world and you're like, it's not real life. You just go in and tell fart jokes. You go home and people pay you money. Now it's like, you got to make your money by actually meeting with people and putting things together in your adult life. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't know this would be part of it. Like talking to people. <laughs> so <laughs> the idea of this is your adult life job. Now, when yeah. I had you on last, um, mm -hmm. we were still Dean Blundell.com. Yeah. Now we're crier media. We made the, yes. Several months ago, we kind of yeah. went all in January. on Cryer Media. Yeah, um, you were the driving force behind that. You wanted to get your name off of the network because essentially mm -hmm. the network was growing, and you wanted to get your name away from it. You didn't want it to be Dean's network. You wanted it to be something bigger than that. Um, what was the motivation for that? Um, and and let's go down that road a little bit. Okay. Um, motivation for changing DeanBlundell.com to Cryer Media is I have a really hard time saying my own name. I have an even harder time reading my own name, and I have a harder time with my name being an umbrella over everybody else's ownership, right? Like you own your content. That Nerd Dad podcast is a Joe Williamson property. It's not mine, right? And that's how we operate. Like we don't want to own people. We want to own the process with them. We want to help them. We want to work with them. And so it was really twofold. One is, you know, hey, sick of my name, not an ego play. This is for everybody. Everybody can say they're part of Cryer Media. And the other part of that was, is I have a history and reputation as a shock jock, which some people don't like. So when you walked into meetings with agencies, they're like, really, really, we're going <laughs> to give you money? Really? Really? And so now when you walk in with a package, that says Cryer Media. Everybody, and you give them your analytics, you tell them about your podcast network, and it's like, they're like, Wow, that's great. Let's talk. And you're like, okay. So it's easier, it's easier to make money because of the fact that it's not a preventative name, not that it's preventative. It's just it was just a business decision that represented the whole much better, didn't represent me, which I didn't like. And I'm not an ego guy, or at least I was and not so much anymore. So it was really easy for me because I don't care. Like I don't care about that stroke. There are a lot of people out there that do, does not bother me at all. And I love it. I love the people like belonging to this platform too right it's got a little bit of panache and we're going places which is really exciting i think it's um it's incredible where we've 
come from um even just the amount of content that goes up on criermedia.ca.co i almost said it .ca but i think that's crier.co crier.co yeah yeah uh crier.co I'm, I'm always impressed uh about how much goes up all day long um when you started deanblundell.com and now crier media what was always the end goal what was it, where did you envision this going huh I didn't. I, it's a great question, actually. No one's no one's asked me that. Um, I still don't really know. I think you know we've got a game plan, and that game plan is today. It's to help people today, help them do content today, help people monetize their content today. It's to have an accountable, you know, news and sports outlet, lifestyle opinion outlet that doesn't gaslight people. It's you know a self aware thing. And what does that mean at the end? What is the game plan? One day to sell it, obviously. Uh, you know, we build things to sell so we can sell them and move on to the next thing. My shelf life is, you know, five to seven years in any project should be everybody's shelf life. So we're, you know, kind of legitimately the two year mark kind of the going into year three. But as a crier media, this is year one. So, you know, you, you give yourself that time to build something, something that has influence, something that has a book of business, something that has a great relationship, something that has lots of inventory. And so when we decided to kind of, you know, change it up, we wanted to change it up and still maintain that same sort of attitude of, you know, you can be irreverent and accountable at the same time. Um, but like feeding your better angels or your better informed angels and having a good time when you're doing it uh, and producing content with people while providing solutions in a space where there are none, which is digital content. Um, you know, that's, that's our goal every day. You know, it's not necessarily an exit plan of which we have one. That's why you design businesses for an exit plan. If it's not the first thing you're doing, you're probably doing something wrong. You know, if you think you're going to be building this big thing and it's going to be this legacy project, it's bullshit. Um, you know, we're building something that doesn't exist. We built something that doesn't exist, which is a highly monetizable platform full of people like yourself and others uh, who love producing, who, um, you know, want to be accountable to their citizens that, that they produce content for and with, right? So um, that's the, the game plan is that on a daily basis. And the end result obviously is, you know, within this book of business and the other companies that we have, like Clancy World, some of those relationships, um, you know, we're, we're well on our way to understanding how to be able to bring commerce content to people too. So, you know, we have we have lots of opportunity as a company, and that opportunity really lays in uh, and sits in the idea that you know we are a solution for people when it comes to information, entertainment, and people who do content. And you know, if you're a solution in this space, you're kind of rare, which I really like. You mentioned uh, you, you kind of throwaway word, Clancy World. Yeah, uh, you've done a lot of business in Portugal recently, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, like a shit ton. Like you've been there. Two, three times, yeah. Three Just times. Two or three times in the last, last two or three month months. And a half. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I can't help but think that a lot of the people are kind of like curious about what is Cryer Media's business in Portugal with Clancy World, with Benfica. Mm -hmm. What's going on there? Yeah. Um, that's another great question. You must do this for a living. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> Get do it. this for peanuts and applause for fun. Um, so yeah, Clancy World is a digital collectible company, and one of their clients is a um, a, a Portuguese Liga soccer team. And it's one of the most important soccer teams in 
you soccer around the world. It's a brand. It's a sporting club. It's called Benfica at Lisbon. Benfica's 120-year-old brand, 120-year-old club <clears throat> that is is as much history as it is a soccer team. It is as much a, a living museum. Um, it's as much of a drug to the people of Lisbon, people of Portugal, Benfica fans, as it is a soccer team. So, you know, when we entered in this relationship with Clancy World, which is a digital collectible company, used to be called NFTs. We all know NFTs are by and large a load. Um, so we got into business with them and we started to represent Clancy World. The whole goal for us was to really look at this relationship a little bit differently, right? So you got a bunch of business guys in a room, you got a media guy in a room, you've got soccer people in a room who understand Benfica, and you know, it, they are this Clancy World project, this Clancy World company. Um, has incredible technology that they create these digital collectibles for. And these digital collectibles are, are incredible, actually. They offer access, instant access, frictionless access to teams, to moments, and to moments that you can actually go and enjoy, like whether it's on VR and you can enjoy a moment through Clancy World where you're watching a game at midfield, whether it's you collecting a moment from that game, owning that moment, putting it in a wallet, and then having that moment, which is a digital collectible, which is a video, it's a picture, come with special offers, cheaper tickets to your next game. It's all about fan engagement. That's what Clancy World is all about. And so when they came to us and they say, hey, we want to, you know, we've got some work to do in terms of community building and we want you to partner with us. Uh, it was super easy. It was really simple for us because, you know, fan engagement digital content, how to make that work, how to get these things in the hands of people, how to build community, create community and sell into a community is really kind of what part of our other business does. And so, you know, it was sort of a match that we didn't see coming and the legitimacy of it. You know, when you get into business with a club like Benfica and a, and a group like Clancy World and, and you're, a, you know, a budding blogosphere, podcast network, analytics company, which is what Cryer Media is. We've got a tech division in, uh, there as well. Um, you know, it, it was exciting for us. And so, you know, we entered into that partnership, we entered into that relationship and we are an official partner of Benfica, um, which is really incredible because, you know, a year ago you're on the couch and you're banging away at content. And, you know, then a year later you find yourself in Lisbon, one of the most beautiful cities in the world in an office with, you know, one of the most uh, important, uh, sports franchises, sporting teams, not franchise brands, clubs in the world. And you're having legitimate conversations about content and how to show the world this beautiful brand, Benfica, how to, how to get these things in the hands of people that love this team, how to engage with fans, how to open up communities. And so, you know, that, that part of this has been sort of a whirlwind for me because, you know, I'm, I'm a radio guy. First was a radio guy that doesn't exist anymore. Then I started becoming a blogger and then you become a media owner because, you know, it continues to move forward. And these are just natural progressions when you take chances. Uh, when you partner with people and when you have a great reputation, when you do what you say you're going to do, right? So um, that relationship has been incredible. We've been over to Lisbon probably two times, three times. Uh, you know, we were there last week uh, taking in our first Super Cup game, first actual Portuguese Super League game, which was incredible. Uh, it was Porto hated rivals against Benfica for the Super Cup, which is the preseason cup. It's last year's league winner versus last year's champion. And Benfica won the championship on the last day. They won 2 nothing in the stadium. And I've, I've been introduced to this passion that does not exist anywhere else in the world. You go to these games, and it's not like going to a Leaf game where you can sit and talk to your friend like this. No higher decibel than this. 
you can't hear each other for 90 minutes, maybe even longer. The only time people take a break is at halftime when everybody runs to the pisser, come back in, and it's just chant, 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 flares, everybody jumping up, family atmosphere. You've never seen anything like this. So, you know, the, the entire journey has been really incredible, and we continue to, you know, help uh, our friends at Clancy World, and we continue to partner with our friends over at Benfica to be able to introduce this brand to people in North America analytically with content the understanding that this brand is a family and introducing their history and mystique to North Americans has been just awesome because we do not have that here. I don't care if you're a Leaf fan. I don't care if you're a Habs fan. You don't have the kind of history that these teams and the passion that these teams have just doesn't exist. There's two where I want to go, go two places with this. One, you and I were talking very briefly off air about how it's kind of just uh, it's a grind. It's every day is one, one foot in front of the other. And you said, you know, a year ago you were doing whatever. Now you're with Benfica. A year ago you were dunking on Chris Sky. That's what you were doing a year ago. You were dunking on Chris Sky. Yeah. And now you're having world meetings with yeah. one of the premier brands in the world. Like, I mean, that shows the progression. The second thing I want to say to that was um, I am envious of uh, football or soccer culture. Yeah. And the way their leagues are set up. I love the ideal of regulation of, hey, if relegation. you're not good enough. You relegation. Need... Yeah. Yeah. Relegation. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Not regulation. Oh, well, I hate regulation. Love relegation, though. Especially relegation. Because... Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't make the cut, fuck off. Go to the minors. 100%. Dude. And if you get a minor league team that's killing it, bring them up. Let me see them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not an individual player. Bring the whole squad. Totally. Dude, James Sharman and I for 40 Primer talking about that when we were in Portugal. I'm like, that. this is, the, he goes, you know what? Because we he, he's like, there are going to be a bunch of relegation games. Those are way more fun to go to. It happens in the Prem, happens in Portuguese, happens in Syria, happens in Spanish League. It happens everywhere where, you know, the teams that are really good really stay at the top of the heap. Generally speaking, there's like, you know, 10 to 12, maybe 15 other teams that at any point in time could go down and get relegated or they get no money, no TV deals, no nothing. There's like several leagues and it's merit based right yeah and he said dude the most exciting football games to go to are the games where two teams have to fight each other and one team will get relegated after that game he's like the passion the tensity the intensity like he said it's just insane it's way better than championship game so that's what keeps these the the teams and the dreams and the narratives alive in those leagues in north america we're like hey you got half a billion dollars Two billion, you can have a franchise, and you'll continue to be a professional just, franchise, just as shit as you want to be. You can be a laughing stock. There's no merit based in it. It's just, who's got the money. Same thing with MLS. Your fans MLS can doesn't have relegation. You to tank for a yes. specific player. Yes, they tank. want you to suck. be bad. Yes, <laughs> that doesn't exist in 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 English or Portuguese or Spanish or Italian or German soccer. Does not exist. They're like, you good? Great, you can stay. You suck. You go. Give another team another chance. And here's the thing: if you get if you get if you get taken from relegation into into League One, like let's just say the Premier League. Let's say yeah. you go from League One into the Premier League. That's like a billion dollars in free money, TV deals, sponsorship deals. So like there is so much on the line every single league to get up to different points. And if you're watching, welcome to Wrexham. You understand how this whole thing works. It's a great show, by the way. You should watch it. It's, it's an incredible um, mentality, but I think we're too selfish here in North America mm -hmm. and the owners are too late. I mean, now it's all, it's all set up. The owners will never ever go for anything like that because they'd no. be giving away their ability to rest on their laurels. But man, 
I am envious of that of that system. I just we think all are. When you go there, you're like, we suck. Like when when you go to like when we went to Avero, which is uh, north. It's like two and a half hours north of Lisbon. We go to Avero. Uh, it's a neutral site game because in, in like the, the fans of Benfica have to go in one entrance, riot police all around the actual <laughs> stadium. Like, I'm not kidding you, too deep riot police all around the stadium, making sure Benfica fans don't mix with the Porto fans, making sure. And like Porto and Benfica fans magically actually stood together. You'd have people screaming at you, including the police going, separate, separate. Like, it's fucking unbelievable. That kind of passion, we don't know that. Like, you might get cat called if you're wearing a Leaf jersey in Montreal or vice versa. Yeah. You might get some guy calling you a name. It's war. It, 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 it. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. And the passion doesn't last like for a goal. Doesn't last for like a fight. Doesn't last for any of that stuff. The passion is 90 minutes and it doesn't end. And it's when you plug yourself into that, you see that as North American sports fan. It's not just jealousy; it's resentment for all of it. And by the way, here's the other thing: no, 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 no uh, national anthems over there. They're like, "Fuck it, these are two teams playing. We don't need to get nationalistic." And I dig that. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board with the no national anthems. I, it, it's, it feels fake at this point. Totally, because is. it's you know, guys are standing there drinking their beer, scratching their balls. Yeah, and uh, it's a patriotic moment. No, it's yeah. not. No, it's not. You're not. You're not paying reverence to anything. No, no, dude. And and that's like over there. It's just about soccer. They don't. It, and, and being a fan of the team and the membership of the party. It is not about the country. It is not about national pride. I mean, the national pride is the game, right? So that is their homage. It's to the game. Like they say these things in Portugal. They say the three F's of Portugal are football. It comes first. <laughs> Fado, which is a specific type of like acoustic sad music that you'll hear throughout the streets of Lisbon no matter like after seven o'clock doesn't stop it's incredible uh and then uh the other one is Fatima which is and of course a reference to religion right the those are the three but they come in in order of importance in that order football Fado and then they're like yeah throw religion in not family divorce rates 94 percent by the way in Portugal which I did 94 <laughs> yeah that can't be 90. right. 90 Dude, Google it right now. Google it right now while we're on the air. What is the divorce rate in Portugal? I'm not going to do that. 94%. 94%. Spain's like 82 or 84. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Holy that, crap. That. Yeah, everybody's married like three times before they're 25. It's awesome. <laughs> it's incredible. They, it's they, because they, uh, they want to do the good Catholic thing. Yeah. They and get married. They realize this doesn't work. This doesn't work. sucks. No, it's, it's awful. Bail. Yeah. And then they do it two or three more times just for good measure. 
Yeah, well, and, and after once, normally speaking, most people just end up living together over there. Like, hey, we're smarter than everybody else in North America. We only do it once. But the divorce rate is like 94%, which is, I think, respectable. I think there are smart people over there. That is insane. Why bother in the first place? Like, Dude, why? Let's Google it. Portugal? Well, right. that's a question to ask regardless of divorce rate. <laughs> Portugal. Divorce rate. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right uh, now. Portugal divorce rate. Divorce rate. Highest, highest divorce rate. The Maldives. I got the uh, 60%. Yeah, the number according is closer to, to 94%. According to PortugalNews.com, whatever that is. PortugalNews.com. Yeah, I know. I, my buddy Ricardo, who's a reporter for uh, the NBA, he's like, hey, look at this, 94% divorce rate. The other ones don't matter. This is the real truth. And I'm like, really, 94%? He's like, yeah, I'm not even kidding. 94%. I'm like, that's awesome. The, uh, the packed stadium. Yeah, parenting show. I'll, I'll throw a parenting question in there. Were there any kids there? Tons. Really? Tons. Even though there's riot police Tons. in case a riot breaks out. Just regular stuff over there. Okay. Tons. Tons of kids, tons of parents, little little gaffers, bigger kids, teenagers, elementary. Tons. Yeah, tons. Not in the end section. The end section is reserved for like the supporters, right? Like the guys who get the paints, who like the flares, light light things on, all that stuff. That is, and it is like a chant that lasts for 90 minutes, like I told you, and they lead it all. I didn't see any kids in that section. We are in the team section, like the, okay. the executive portion of the team section, kind of at midfield in the corner, about, I don't know, 30 rows up. We're sitting next to like some 15, 16-year-old dudes, sitting next to guys in business suits that put Benfica over their shirts, painted, just came from, and like, and by the way, here's the thing. You want to talk stadium? No drinking in that stadium. Not allowed to drink. Yeah, there's no, no. You cannot get drinks during the game. I like that. Yeah, I wish they. Ha- I but wish you they can smoke in it. your seat. You can smoke openly in your seat, but you can't drink. I've never seen a guy who's like just smoking with without drinking that yeah. caught starts a fight. Dude, never. No, there never. were no fights. Everybody it's was always alcohol cool. induced. And I asked it because I had a point zero right They sell alcohol free beer. You can walk around with those things. Sagresh makes a great point zero, by the way. It's an unbelievable. It's their team sponsor. Sagresh beer. Very good. A little pump. There you go. I don't think they have it here, but I'm going to try and see if I can find it. Um, So, and 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 I got this beer in my hand. I'm like, tell me this whole place is dry. She goes, oh yeah. She's like, of course it is. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, no alcohol in these games. I said, why not? She goes, because it'll just end in terribleness. And I'm like, what kind of terribleness? She goes, well, the kind that like where people get hurt. And I'm like, oh, okay. But they are allowed to smoke freely in their seats. She goes, oh, yeah, that's fine. But I think I- smokes don't change how you act, right? That's yeah. the whole thing. But then she said, like, they tried to ban smoking here after they've been drinking. And everybody's like, whoa, that's way too far. <laughs> <laughs> so high divorce rates. Yeah. No drinking at the stadium, and you no. can smoke wherever you want. I think I like Portugal. Heaven. It's heaven, and the food is incredible. It was like 35 and sunny every single day. The only thing is the water in the Atlantic is a little cold. You won't like that. Went to Kashkaish, which is a beautiful little community. Go up to Kashkaish, spend the day kind of farting around and just kind of seeing things, getting B-roll, camera. And I'm like, I'm going to go in the ocean. Ankle deep. I'm like, fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> I can't get out of the ocean. Are you a cold guy, though? Like, Are you a cold weather guy? Uh, no, hey, cold weather. Yeah, me can't too. stand it. Yeah, I'm good like spring, fall, beginning of summer, uh, end of summer is a bit of a drag. No, no, I don't like the cold. So yeah, I got out of the Atlantic. Wait at all costs. My yeah. wife can go into a cold shower, cold pool. No, no, she's I'll be on the well then. Yeah, Sorry? she's not well. She's not well then if that's what she does. She needs help. I'm not going to say anything just in case she watches this episode. 
She's great if she watches. She's the best. Stuff. You're fine. I love her yeah, yeah. so much. You're excellent. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> we haven't talked about dad things to be yet on the show. You just have to be a dad to be on your show. Is that? The- I don't know. Not even that. It's really just a loose premise. It allows me to say I have a niche. <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> and God for admitting it. Yeah. 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 Everybody shows named something and then you're like, oh, all those people listen. You end up talking about something else. Just, just a key to a doorway. That's all it That's is. That's all it is. That's all yeah, it is. I get it. I say I try to approach the conversation through the lens of parenting. Yeah. We talked about Portugal's uh, and no kids drinking. and no kids right. at the games. Yeah. And kids at the games. There you yeah, go. I, I shoehorned yeah. a question in there. Um, I want to get you out on this and I, maybe it's, maybe it's a bad topic to get you out on cause it might run long, but I don't care. Uh, you got nowhere to go. You don't have a meeting. Um, Trump was indicted again. Oh. Does it matter? My question is, does it matter? Like, I don't even like, okay. It was 18 charges. I think or anti-indictments through Georgia and blah, 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 blah. Does it matter? Does it matter at all? Huge. Um, you think it matters? Why? Oh, man. It, it is uh, what happened yesterday. In case anybody is unaware, you're listening to this podcast, Donald Trump and 17 Associates, everybody from Rudy Giuliani to Sidney Powell to John Eastman, uh, all the creeps, Jen Ellis, all the creeps that invented this false narrative about a big stolen election, the big lie, all the creeps have been found out, right? Georgia is ground zero now. Fulton County prosecutors have indicted 18 people, including former president Donald J. Trump, did that today. And the reason why they did it is they have a mountain of evidence that these guys literally fucking around with Dominion voting machines, trying to change votes, trying to strong arm and threaten people into changing the legitimate outcome of the U.S. election, which we've all known which has been well-documented, which is happening right now. And that is now, in case you're keeping track, 41 felony indictments against the former president of the United States. There are 161, 161 indictments into the group of 18 that got charged. 161 on top of his personal 41. So now we're up to, what, 202 federal indictments? These 161 indictments that came from Fulton in Georgia yesterday, Touch this. This is beautiful. Racketeering charges that carry a mandatory minimum and a hold. So no bail, no bail. And Fannie Willis, the GA prosecutor said, hey, by the way, you got till the 25th to turn you in or we're just going to come and fucking get you. So two things happened yesterday. We learned that lying doesn't work over time. (laughs) We learned that making up an alternative reality doesn't work over time when the real world will catch up with you, you, you fucking we we look at twitter we look at social media and we go that's the truth like, dude you're seeing how it isn't the truth right now because the former president of the united states who everybody was talking you're a criminal you're stealing you're hurting people you're killing people all those things you're hurting your own people you're trying to steal the election he did he's been charged with a 204 different <laughs> indictments at four different levels of government And here's the catch. They don't charge people, take things to a grand jury and get indictments in any country, specifically in the United States, unless the evidence is so fucking overwhelming that they can do nothing else. So 18 people charged with gangster racketeering RICO laws, organized crime on a federal political and geopolitical level in the United States, they almost stole the fucking country. They almost stole, fascists almost stole the United States of America. And today, 
not so much over there. I know they all work in coordination. Today, today was the day. Today is the day that everybody out there was waiting for. Every single person out there that was like, how is, how is it possible that lies and hatred, bullshit, alternative realities could make people so excited? How is it possible that anybody could believe in any of this shit when all the evidence says the other? Well, all of those lies are out now. Every And, and listen, there's going to be willing people, Trump fans, MAGA fans in the United States, Canada, that are going to be screaming from the mountaintops, it's a hit job, it's this, it's that, it's conspiracy. None of it is a conspiracy. He is a fucking criminal. He tried to steal the United States, and it's happening up here in Canada too. Skinny Trump, Pierre Polyev, has lied his dick off. Fascists, that's what they do. They lie for effect. They project those lies onto you to make you afraid. And then you go and you vote for somebody, or then you go and become a fan saying it's the only thing that keeps us from 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 near death is that guy, right? That's what Trump is, is and that's what the Trump people have been saying. Rigged election. He knows I'm the only guy. You, 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 they're trying to get me to get to you. All this other bullshit, all these tropes that we see and that we have to eat every day from the liars. Well, the liars lost. Liars lost, and they're going to lose every time. It might take a year, might take three years, might take five years, might take seven years. You don't know. But here's the great part. All the things my dad taught me when I was a kid came true. Listen, you can lie for a minute, but you're always going to get found out. Always. And this is the kind of schadenfreude I love. Like I love when terrible characters take it right in the you-know-what. I fucking love it. because. There are a bunch of us out there that are trying to do the right thing on a regular basis, and you see absolute assholery, conspiracy, fascism, lying, cheating, stealing, hurting, killing, coups, uh, insurrections, convoys. I like to bring that back into the foray because we're going to have to deal with that. By the way, and this kind of reckoning is going to happen in Canada prior to the election. I don't know if you guys are you're, you're stunting on what's going on in the United States. But it's going to happen here because if you think the liberal government doesn't have a whole bunch of criminality lined up based on convoys and the same bullshit, the same attempted insurrection that happened in this country, if you don't think that they're not waiting till six, eight months before an election starts to start rolling out the fascist criminality in this country and attaching big names to some real serious racketeering and real serious criminality in this country and our political ecosystem, you're crazy. It's going to happen here, too. So yesterday, today, great day for democracy, terrible day for fascism, and an awful day for liars, specifically geopolitical liars. And it's going to happen in this country next. Mark my words. How did I do? Is that a good explanation, Joe? You good? I don't even want to talk. You shouldn't. I know. I didn't it. want to because I'm going to clip that. <laughs> gonna, that. That's better than the previous 25 minutes. I should have led with that. Sorry. I no, fuck you, you know, nail it at the end. Lies, man. Like yeah, all the things that our parents taught us to be fucking to be right. You can but, be the okay, prime so minister. I, if you're I, not but lying. I did ask, I said, does it matter now? It ma- okay. Matters. 100%. You're saying that, but will it affect one vote in the U S yes, you think, uh, you it think, will affect enough votes or already a Trump guy. Indictments one through three haven't changed your mind. Indictment four doesn't change your mind. In prison, you think indictment two hundred and four changes your mind? Sorry, indictments like three through two hundred and four. I don't think it matters. I think oh, if you were already on the Trump train, he could be standing in prison, holding the bars, 
in the orange jumpsuit, and I think that you know Yodel in Arkansas is still going to give him your money. Yeah, he's going to give him some money for his his lawyer fees and to run for for presidency from prison. I don't yeah. think it changes anything. Oh, I th- I think it doesn't for certain hardcore evangelical dark money conservative crypto bro asshole groups like I have in- crypto now. I think I'm a crypto bro. Well, there you go. Yeah, you're not a crypto bro unless you're pumping it and walking around with Rolexes, pouring uh, champagne oh, okay. on your arm. That's different. You just right. have some crypto. Um, but it's going to change things. For the undecided voter whose financial future would look rosier with a conservative in government, someone who doesn't like regulation, someone who's got a whole bunch of oil in their portfolio, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like that, a fair minded person who might have been on the fence because they're like, listen, he's a total creep, but my bank account looks great because of the guy or did because of the guy or, you know, my religious beliefs line up with this guy. It's the fair minded people who dip into those areas of common interest when it comes to the GOP or conservatism that are going to walk away from it, that are going to say, ah, fuck, I can't tell people I voted for this guy. And the other thing is, is that, dude, he is like between now, like these, all of them, Fannie Willis, Georgia DA yesterday said, by the way, here are the 18 names, Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman, John Clark, all the pricks, every single one. You have to turn yourself into me, me by the 25th, or we're coming to get you. And, that has never happened. That is, and not, and not only has this never happened, and that's why it matters, is because the law is showing ankle. You know what I mean? In the United States, you know what? Everybody for the past like eight years has been like, isn't that like illegal as fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. we do it up here too. Isn't like, isn't, isn't conspiring, that isn't conspiring with religious terrorists like isn't that isn't that illegal to shut down the government, shut down a city to terrorize people? Isn't that isn't that what happened with the convoy? Yeah, that's exactly what happened with the convoy. Everybody can spin it to over what. Same thing with the insurrection in the United States. Oh, it was a tour. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, someone got <laughs> shot in the head during that tour, and a bunch of people got beat almost to death outside, including a couple of Washington police officers. So weird tour, right? It's it's the lies. Zero it's the lies about what Yelp. you've seen. Yeah, none. <laughs> it's the lies about what you've seen with your own eyes being torqued by other people, man. It's media. It's politics. It's the law. It's people with common interest in those areas to fuck you and I over. And that was a, today is a great day for us, right? The people, people who vote in the United States. I'm really happy for my friends in the United States. I got a lot of them that absolutely can't stand that prick, like a ton. One of our consultants in LA, Jennifer, wonderful lady, I was talking to her the other day, and she's like, oh, "I can't wait till he goes to jail." And I'm like, "Think it's gonna happen?" She's like, "Yes, we all do." She said, "Even my Trump acolyte friends, like all of those guys, are like, we know he's a total fucking criminal. We just vote for him because it's hilarious, and he fills our pockets with money." And they're like, "Yeah, we get that, but he's a liar." And they're like, yeah, we know. So everybody's traded in their own pride. Everybody's traded in their shame. That's been a big fan of his. Same thing with the United States and Canada. People trade in shame, right? They're like, well, like, listen, if I can buy a new car, if I get a better tax rebate or don't have, and, and by the way, generally speaking, people who vote conservative or GOP are too stupid. You know, generally speaking, the average voter is too dumb to understand what any of the issues are. And they vote according to price of grapes, <laughs> gas. Right. I was listening to your Adler interview. Yeah, <laughs> and he was right. He's like, <laughs> by the way, I I don't care about free health care for everybody. I'm fucking pissed that papayas are like twice as much as they were last week. 
It's like bacon, eggs, and grapes. I'm going to vote for the guy who's also pissed about bacon, eggs, and grapes. Like, I'm really upset. And you were being told. Like, you're, you know, and and that's the thing. The moldable mind is really the most dangerous part of this whole equation. The stupid moldable mind. Because those are the supporters. That's who gives us oxygen. The stupid moldable mind of people who lack the ability to reason. The intellectual quotient to be able to have a critical thought about how things will affect people. And not just them, right? That's the difference, right? The difference between someone who has the ability to operate happily in this world, see the forest through the trees go forward, and the difference between a Trump or Pierre Polyev or conservative till I die supporter. And really, you could kind of say that about anybody who trades in their own critical thought process for an ideology that belongs to a political party and just kind of wears it like a fucking sweet mask, right? You can say that about all of them. I am so sick of the culture war and the class war that they force us to fight, right? It doesn't exist. One is worse than the other, but they're both terrible, terrible institutions. doesn't matter if you're liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican. The only goal is to use you as a fucking surfboard to the country's bank account for their friends. That's it. That's it. Everything else is bullshit. He's Dean Blundell. <laughs> I'm getting you out on that. That's amazing. That's a uh, thank you. It. That's cut. 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 I appreciate being here, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, Dean Blundell. <sighs> it's been a week. I'll say I'll end on. I'll say this. Uh, I, I do thank you. I thank you at the end of every one of my episodes. I thank Cryer Media. Uh, I know it is been, too much to be honest uh, with you. You don't need to thank me anymore. You can just keep working. No, I do, man. This is uh, three years going on three years of this. And um, just thank you. Sincerely, buddy, I you, your great story that Nerd Dad podcast, the network that you've built, uh, the numbers that you drive, the effort that you make for Crier Media. I'm just super happy to work with you. We're gro- more grateful than you, um, no, for sure. If we could, well, maybe not actually, yeah, maybe no. more grateful for me, but either way, yeah. it's just a mutual admiration society. <laughs> I love you. All right, buddy, take it easy. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Great to see you. I'll talk to you soon. It's the show, uh, I want to thank Dean Blundell for his time, his energy, his support, blah, 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 blah. You heard it at the end. Um, want to thank you for listening, subscribing. want to thank you for being here. want to thank you for uh, taking time out of your day, spending it with me in whatever capacity it is. Um, I'm just an appreciative guy when it comes to this thing. <laughs> I really am. Um, so thanks. I'll see who I get for a guest next week. Be well, be safe, and... Damn. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. 
I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.